0: welcome to bear creek ag's online service podcast we're so glad that you tuned in with us today we upload a new service every sunday morning at 10 30 a.m so we look forward to having you tune in with us again here's today's message if you would turn in your bibles to Psalms chapter 136 this, for the next few moments. I, I, I hesitate to even mention the time because I know that you're quite aware of the time. But I, I feel like it, as, as simple as this message is today, it's prudent, it's necessary, not just because of the season that we're living in, that we're experiencing right now thanksgiving and the holidays but just simply because if we get this attitude in our hearts correct it changes our lives as you're turning there i just want to remind you and and this this is the challenge of of making announcements before i preach because when the spirit moves often it has a tendency to be clunky and i don't want to be clunky but this is very important because next week is our sacrifice of praise, our celebration she'll be celebration of praise service. Um, hopefully, prayerfully, Harold, who came home this week but is still struggling a little bit with weakness and nausea, he, he asked me, of course, I'd already been prayed about God. What a miracle. He's going to share. You know, I'll be praying for him. If nothing else, out of selfishness because I want to hear his testimony next week. He'll be sharing, as will a couple of other people in our service. You will be the, the ministering of the word will be done by by the congregation. During that time, today at the end of the service, there and up here, you can grab you a thankful card. I am thankful. The Reality of it is, this is a very small card for what you could probably have appreciation to God for. So feel free to write a letter to God and to bring it next Sunday. And after water baptisms, after testimonies and praise, you'll have an opportunity to bring your card... You don't have to sign it unless you want to. It's not that I'm being nosy. I do read over them because I love to see what God's done in people's lives. But you're going to have an opportunity to come up here and present it to the Lord. And that's going to make sense today in this message. Along with that is we're going to take our our sacrifice of praise offering. This offering this year in its totality will go to a Church in Sequoia, Ecuador. All right? You may not be able to go, but you can help build a church. All right. And I'm not here to shake you down. I'm not here to beg you. I'm not here to make you feel guilty if you give or don't give. It's called a sacrifice offering because I really want everyone to participate to some degree as a, woo, this is a sacrifice for me. Okay, that's what this is about. And every penny of it will go. We need, I don't have a tendency to put the need out there, we need $10,000 to build this church. So I'm believing it's in the house and that we're going to give freely. If you there again i want you to do what paul says paul says in second corinthians 9 7 when he came to the church in corinth about an offering to help those who were in in a, in a famine in jerusalem and judea he said each of you should give what you've decided so i want you to pray about it i'm not i don't know what you're going to give so you pray about it youth should pray about it our kids should pray about it. you should help your kids out here teach them what this is about help them fill out a card come thankful they may only have ten dollars well have you thought about, sweetheart, giving to this? You know, they want to give all $10. So you don't have to give all 10 You You pray and see what God lays on your heart. It's amazing how kids are a little bit more free in giving. Uh, and that, that's not knocking us. We're the ones with the budgets. We know what the bills are. But, I, you know, they just have that heart, right? But do that. Each of you should give what you've decided your heart to give, not reluctantly. So whatever you give, give not because I'm shaking you down, David. You've got to give whatever God's told you to give. You've got to give three times. No. Don't. You decide between you and the Lord. And don't give it reluctantly or under compulsion. I'm not shaking you down. God knows the need. Amen? Why do we do it that way? Because God loves a happy giver, cheerful giver. And that's what I want next week. Us to come and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Hear the testimonies. And then say, yes, Lord, we are are advancing the kingdom of God. We're doing it everywhere, but this is really a special project that I'm looking forward to. So make sure you get your cards. Be praying about that. Please be here next week. Calm, um, anticipate, and excited about what God's doing in our church. Well, a little thought here for you. I discovered something this week. If Maybe you have not discovered this, but I like to pass on knowledge when God lays it in my heart or common sense when I discover it. But I've discovered I love going outdoors. I love the outdoors. I love going outdoors because going outdoors is safer than going out windows. So just know that for sure. All right. All right. I'm going to cut the fluff. I'm going to cut the fluff of the introduction here and we're going to get to the word. This series, the series that the Lord has laid on my heart, Words Live By, we've been looking at different words and there's, there's a multitude of words that we can look at, but these are the ones that the Lord has laid on my heart that if we live by them daily, we're going to. we're going to please the Lord. And how many of y'all want to please the Lord? I want to please the Lord. You're going to please the Lord. Not only that, it's going to open up venues of blessings into your life, and it's going to literally change your life, and it has the potential of changing lives around you. And we really need to be about that. Now, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be very casual and comfortable today, okay? I'm just, I, I've got to get to the end of this because the clock is ticking. But I don't want to go so fast that you, that you miss the meat of this message, as simple as it is. These words are concepts or attitudes that need to, to drill into the core of our being. How many of y'all know that the foundation of any building is, is very important? Okay, we know that, right? We know that. If you're, The foundation of this church is very important. The fact that this church pretty much weathered Hurricane Michael other than the roof is, is important. Why? It's got a very solid foundation. And because it has a solid foundation, all these walls, although they have sheetrock on them, are blocked. And the foundation is important because if the foundation is not right, then what you build upon that foundation, it's going to crumble. It's not going to be sturdy. It's not going to be square. And, and it's and it, and it can be very challenging to have any structure upon it. These words coming out of the Word of God are foundational words. We looked at invitation and the power of your invitation, how your invitation, inviting someone, not just to church, but into a relationship with Jesus. It's powerful and it changes their lives as well as yours. And that's what we're here for. Two weeks ago, uh, we looked at the idea briefly, because the Spirit of God moved, thank you, Lord, I'm glad he did, uh, of generosity and, and, and how generosity changes your perspective of everything. We think it's about money, but really it's about everything that God's given you and being generous with it. It's the attitude of, not that I have to, remember? Not that I have to teach a Sunday school class. Not that I have to go to work not that i have to give in this offering to build a church in ecuador no it's i get to it's a totally different perspective when you look at everything you do that i get to do this and i get to do that the get to attitude is an attitude of generosity so with that in mind today i want us to 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 look at the third now i know uh, brother terry i forget what your subject i haven't heard the message yet because it's just released today what did you preach on last week Give me, just give me a, a two-sentence, expectations. No, that's all right. Just, just, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Best be ready in season and out. Okay. There you go. Good. Good. So another word we live by is expectations. Expecting God. To use you, expecting God, the, the faith aspects of life. Today, we're going to look at the idea of thankfulness leading into the season of Thanksgiving. Now, we're going to be looking at Psalms 136, but w- Psalms 136 combined with Psalms 135 in Jewish tradition, it might actually be in your Bible, these two Psalms are called the Great Hallel. Hallel meaning praise, hallelujah, praise to God, Hallelujah. It's called the Great Halal. There's another section of scriptures within Psalms that are called just the Halal. So this is different than the Halal, which is Psalms 113 through uh, 118, which is what the Jewish people would recite at Passover at the Seder mill. Although this would, the Great Halal, these two Psalms, would be uh, recited at Passover, but they'd also be recited at, at Pentecost and a couple of the other uh Festivals that they would have and the reason why that's important because these are basically their psalms of praise That's what they are and because they would be repeated many times a year the Jewish people not having a Bible of their own they were they would remember these and They would recant these so on the road leading up to Jerusalem at Passover or Pentecost or whatever festival they're going to They they would be reciting these they would be saying this they may even put it to tune And kind of come up with a melody and possibly and sing it. But the point is, is they knew what this was, and it was a call to give God thanks. Psalms 136. We'll just look at the first three verses. Give thanks to the Lord. Matter of fact, let's do this. At the end of it, it says, His love endures forever. Let's get a little traditional here. I'm going to read the first part, you read the last part. Already? Got it? I'm going to read the first part, you read the last part. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. It's powerful, isn't it? It's powerful. I want to speak to you about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving will change your life. I believe Thanksgiving will change our lives because when we are thankful, what it does is it causes you to take your eyes off of you. When you're thankful, that's an expression. Very seldom do you ever thank yourself. Thankfulness is an, is an attitude or something that you express to others. And when you do that, it makes you recant what you're being thankful for. It has taken your eyes off of you and really what you don't have, doesn't it? Thankfulness, thankful, thankfulness, thankfulness. Uh, we, we, we have a gracious, good Heavenly Father. We have sang about it. I love the way the songs come together with the message today. Thankfulness makes us focus on what we have and not what we don't have. Thankfulness causes us to, to be more joyful. I'm going to show you something here in a minute. An appreciation. It causes us to be more excited about life. Think about that. If you're not excited about life right now, you have to ask yourself, am I really thankful for where I am and what I have right now? Because even the Bible tells us in all things we are to be. Not for them, but in them. See, see. We go to psychiatrists and psychologists, and we pay these people a lot of money to tell us these things, and the Word of God is right here. God knew, and He told us through the Apostle Paul, what? Listen, and when you're going through hard times, just be thankful, because why? It's going to fill your life with appreciation and joy. It's right there. It causes us to be more excited about life. It causes us to be more faith-filled people when we are thankful. Thankfulness, you know what? It will change your life real quick three principles you guys in the back i'm not sure if i'm gonna go through all the scriptures so you're gonna to have to get off your phones and pay attention to the pastor today all right so came with me all right i'm not saying they're on their phones i just know how those guys are all right you ready <laughs> love you guys you know i'm picking at you all right the first <laughs> principle is this thankfulness is grounded in recognition thankfulness you you don't become thankful till you recognize something to be thankful for psalms 136.1. it says give thanks to the lord why why do we give thanks to the lord we give thanks because he is good we really do have a good heavenly father not only is he good but the bible tells us he he does good isaiah tells us this in chapter 30 verse 18 it says yet the lord longs to be gracious to you he longs to be gracious to you therefore he will rise up to show you compassion he wants to. He desires to. He's a good God who longs to be gracious to you. As, as believers, we do well not to only to, to know this about Him, but it does us good to recognize this aspect about God. He is a good God, and He longs and He desires to do good for His Children, when we when we recognize this, this changes our lives. When we recognize His goodness and are thankful for His goodness, that is when our lives truly start transforming and changing. Okay, James one seventeen. Anybody know what it says? So don't be casual today. Come on, James one seventeen. Oh no, I'm putting you on the spot. James tells us that all good things come from, from above, coming down from the Father of Heavenly Lights. Who does not change as shifting shadows? Shadows. So what does that mean to me, Pastor? That means the breakfast you—that means the Starbucks you had this morning was from God, Miss Angela Hood. Did you not get Starbucks, Brian Hood? Is that because you had to be here early? Why didn't you get your wife's? Mm-hmm. Get coffee at home. A lot cheaper. Amen. Amen. I hope this is okay. I hope you're all right with me just being very unformal, and let's just, let's just get down to it. We're all home folks here. There, there's no guests here today. This is what, third time for you, fourth time? You're, you're, you're family now, all right? All right. Yeah, it, that, 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 that means the car you drove to church today. Did you drive your Mustang this morning? That is from God. Now, I'm not supposed to be jealous or envious in any way, but I thank God you've got that beautiful Mustang. There you go. There you go, all right? Yeah, you know that kid you screamed at in the back seat of your car today on the way to church? Mom, dad, that child is from God. Come on. This church, this, this body of Christ is from God. You know that breath you just take everybody take a deep breath, hold it. Oh, that's hard to do. Let it out. Hope you had good breath, fresh breath. That breath you just took is from God, right? The lunch you're about to eat in about an hour. Well, you got to drive into town or get home. It's from God. This message you're hearing this morning is a message from God because He's a good God. And He wants you to recognize His goodness. And it's not for His benefit, as you're going to see. Every good thing you have comes from your Heavenly Father. So right now, we're going to do a little exercise. Look to your neighbor and tell them that they are a gift from God. There you go. Good deal. Now, the one that you don't really believe that about, turn to them now and tell them that they're a gift from God, right? They are! They're a gift from God! You know what? Already, already you're more happy. You have more joy right now, don't you? Just that little exercise, showing appreciation, recognizing the goodness of the Lord. You are blessed people. Brother Bill, you're blessed. I'm blessed because I have you in my life. Ben, do you have, I, I didn't stay up long last night. Did, do you have a reason to thank God today or no? I always do. I didn't, I'm talking about USC. Did they win? No? Okay. All right. Sorry. Lace is going no. Ben's just going. All right. right. Didn't No, I didn't stay up that long. All right. All right. Let me move, keep going. Okay. The Bible tells us, listen, um, what I was about to point out is if we don't recognize the goodness of the Lord, then we come to Him when we're in need what happens is it changes our perspective of God and when we don't recognize what He's already done and we go to Him in need, we think we have to beg God to help us. We think we have to get God on our page. God, I know, if you don't know, this is where I'm at. I really, I really need this, God. Does that makes sense? Oh, God, God, God! I, please, please, Lord, please, Lord! Now, I know there's times of desperation, but you've got to be careful of your mindset. You don't have to beg and plead with God. You do make your requests known with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. But it's not as if we have to beg God to do good to us. matter of fact, the Bible tells us this is the wrong way of thinking about God. The Holy Spirit tells us through the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8. Listen to what he says. He says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. But not just any child of God. Listen, the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves. That's important that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry Abba father the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children we are in Christ God sees us as one of his children So because of that we can go to him as Abba father Abba father Abba is Aramaic for father, but it's more than just father. It's a, it's a word of affection, a term of affection. It's a term of confidence. It's a term of trust, knowing that when you go to your father, your Abba father, your heavenly father, that he is going to protect you, that he's going to take care of you, that he's going to love you unconditionally. That's Abba father. And Jesus said that we can call him Abba father by the spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, Paul tells us twice in scripture that we can go to God, our Abba Father, the one that we can count on that cares for us. He goes on to tell us in verse 32, just to confirm it, he who did not spare his own son, speaking of God, the Heavenly Father, Abba, but gave him up for us all, how will he not, how, excuse me, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Now, this isn't talking about everything you want, this is talking about all the things that you need spiritually physically emotionally this is talking about a, a, a put it in the context of a parent that is meeting your needs that's caring for you that's loving you that's even chastising you at times in the sense that you need correction this is this is this that that's it that's that's a trusting relationship a fatherly relationship god sent jesus his own son for us so that we could have life so we could be his children, but I love the fact that when he talks about his children, we are adopted. In our society, often, not always, those who are adopted feel like second class citizens because they feel like I was unwanted. Not knowing the situation, not here to open up wounds, if that was you. But what I love about adoption, that may be speaking of your earthly parents, if that's your case, but whoever adopted you, chose you. God chose you. You are a chosen people. God God has chosen you. And you need to understand that that the, the father of the heavenly lights who wants to give good gifts, especially to his children, which we are, he chose you to be his child. See, every good thing you see is from your heavenly father. So when you are in need of something from him, you begin to recount every good thing that he's done. Thank you, Father, that I have this home. Thank you, Father, that I have a relationship with you. Thank you, Father, that I have my health. Thank you, Father, that you have healed me in the past. Thank you, Father, for the food that's up on my table. We have stopped saying grace. We need to... And you need to... Listen. I know it's okay to ask God to bless your food, but don't ask Him to bless your food until you're thanking for your food. Understand, it may have come out of a can... That was in the pantry that mama went to the grocery store to buy that came from a factory somewhere out northwest of here that was picked in a field. It, okay, I get it, but understand that everything grows because of the power of the Word of God. Genesis, go back. Let the, I'm getting off my nose. Hey, he, he gave the power of reproduction, even in seed. The seeds that we have today are results of Genesis chapter 1 and 2. The power of God's word. Thank him for everything you have because every good gift is from your father. He cares for you. You can thank him for all that he's done for you. When we recognize what God has done for us in the past, it raises our faith to believe God for all of our needs and situations in the present. When you recant what God has already given you, when you look at what you have in your possession, when you look at those that God has put around you and you see his faithfulness. You know, most of the things that we worry about normally don't happen, do they? Come on, church, are you with me? But when you remember how God provided, that's going to help you in the times of anxiety when you're in need because you know, God, you've done it before, you're going to do it again. I leave it in your hands. That's your Father. That is your Heavenly Father. That is your Abba Father. Maybe you were here this morning and you're in, and, and you're in that place where you're, 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 you're lacking faith. I mean, the Spirit, is interesting, I have that statement in here, and the gifts of the Spirit operated and it was talking about lacking faith. Maybe that's you. Maybe the storm is really blowing. Maybe, maybe, maybe the ship is filling up with water. Maybe, maybe the valley is really dark. I mean, the, I, I don't know where everybody's at. i got an idea where some of you are. But if that's you today, if you're lacking that and you're struggling to believe God for what you need, I want to encourage you and challenge you to be thankful and to begin lifting up praise. And there's a reason why this is important. You have to understand the power of your thankful heart and expressing that through praise because thankfulness and praise is access code to the presence of God is it any wonder we walk in through the gates uh, the doors here being thankful giving God praise and the Holy Spirit shows up and what does he do he pours out good gifts. I promise you I did not manipulate the service today I didn't cause the Holy Spirit to move I promise you we didn't pick certain songs to, to touch your emotions to make this happen this is ordained of the Holy Spirit. God is a sovereign God. And it's because we came today, regardless of our circumstances, was thankful for what God had done, acknowledged that, and lifted up praise to Him. He showed up, and people were healed. People were encouraged. People were delivered. And there's yet testimony to be heard of those that we prayed for that aren't even here today. Why? Because when we are thankful, when we praise God, it, is, it enters it is the access. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise, give thanks to Him, and praise His name. When we're thankful, we praise Him, and it ushers us into His presence, which, in turn, it changes our life. It's in His presence that you're reassured of His presence. Does that make sense? You ever been scared in the dark? Some of y'all may have been last night. I don't know. I hear, hear a bump in the night. Right? been a child, you had your own bedroom if you was fortunate to. For Part of my life I did and part of my life I did. When I had my own room, you hear something in the night. I knew mom and dad were just down the hall. But man, when I had, woke up thinking there was a giant spider on my roof ceiling because my sister made me watch it and I was freaking out. Oh, that's the kind of sister I grew up with. Thank God she's been redeemed and saved now. Woo! I'm telling you. Uh, she's the same one that told me it was my privilege to give the cat a bath that one time. I knew my parents were down the road, just down the hall. But what changed the circumstance for me is when I called out to them and, and they entered my presence. Or I went down to their bedroom and entered their presence. Then it's like... Whew, that's, that's what this is, this is talking about. It's in his presence that he changes us and our perspective about it. When I magnify God, all my problems get smaller. Okay. If you have the mindset that you have to get God on your side, let me encourage you to lay down that way of thinking. It's not, it's not biblical. And I want you to pick up thankfulness, and I want you to open your eyes to what God has already done for you and give him the praise. And I promise if you'll do that, it will change your life. Thankfulness. It's grounded in recognition of what God already done. Now, the good news is that's the longest of the three points. I think we needed to hit that kind of hard, so I didn't skip over anything there. We'll see if we can't uh, speed this one up, okay? Stay with me. I know I still got your attention, but I know I hear the tummy's grumbling. It's not the spirit. This new time is killing all of us, okay? The second point I want to point out, the scriptural, is Thanksgiving produces a satisfying life. I'm going to read these statistics because sometimes we don't want to believe the Word of God, but we want to believe science. So I'm going to read some scientific findings and we're going to, we're going to see how it lines up with the Word of God. One, one scientific publication noted that gratitude can change your brain. When you're thankful, it changes your brain. Many studies over the past decade have found that people who consistently count their blessings tend to be happier and less depressed. Okay? That's just one publication. I've got two more. Okay? According to Harvard Health, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. So it it says the same thing. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions. Okay, there's a reason for that, okay? Um, uh, More positive uh, emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, build strong relationships, and got better sleep. Those, Those who were thankful. Terry Seeger sent something to me, not knowing what I was preaching on, or maybe he did, I may have told him, I don't recall. He sent me a study on Thanksgiving, He says, just two years ago, the Mayo Clinic did a study, and it confirmed that behavior changes biology. Behavior changes biology. The study shows that expression of gratitude more rapidly dispenses the hormone oxy- to- oxytocin. oxytocin. Scientists are finding the increase in this hormone improves the immune system, Man, that sounds good. Improves sleep and helps in cultivating relationships with other people. I guess people want to be friends with you when you're a little bit more thankful. Just saying. I'm putting two together coming up with four there. The summary article concludes that those who determine to express thankgiving benefit from very positive results. Yeah. So I'm going to just recant what, what science is saying. If you're thankful, it brings you joy. It brings you satisfaction. It brings you happiness. It improves your sleep. It puts you in a good mood. Some of y'all need to be thankful, okay? Puts you in a good mood. Improves your health. It improves your relationship. It's life-changing. And I'll be honest with you, I think we all could do a little, use for a little bit more of that in our lives. And it begins with a thankful heart. I want you to notice though that thankfulness and praise are often coupled together. I'm going to go through these scriptures very, very quickly here. They, they go together. Psalms 95 2. Uh, it says, uh, Let us come before him with thanksgiving and exalt him with praise and song, music and song. I read that uh, this morning. It's over the doorpost. Psalms 107 gives us several places in it. Um, verses 1 and 2 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Or I think the king just says Say so. What's that? Praise and giving your testimony, showing gratitude. This is what we're going to be doing next Sunday. This is uh, Psalms 107, verse 21. It says, let them give thanks. We'll do that next week. We're going to bring these little cards, and we're going to tell God everything. We're thankful for in detail. It says, let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice what? Thank offerings. That's what this offering is about. not trying to push it here again, but that's what this is about. We're going to bring an offering, a thanks offering, a praise offering to God, for why? Because He's been good to us and His love endures forever. And it goes on to say, and Tell of His works with songs of joy. We are going to be lifting up our voices next week and praising Him. And I'm telling you, if you're a truly thankful person, you can't help but get excited about next Sunday. I can't wait to hear what God has done in your life and what He's going to continue to do in our life. I can't wait to see what God's going to do through the testimonies of those who are sharing it verbally. It's going to change lives. You need to be excited about being here. You need to invite someone who's going through a hard time so they can come hear the faithfulness of God. Because we serve a good God. amen give him praise in the house amen verses 31 and 32 let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind let them exalt him in the assembly of the people we've been doing that today and praise him in the council of the elders again thanksgiving and praise when we're thankful and we praise the Lord that lifts our spirits and brings joy into our lives you know what that's when life is more satisfying life is not satisfying look at what you have be thankful recognize the goodness of the lord recognize the goodness of the lord and then you will see the satisfaction that comes over you and the reality is i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this if you find a hard, if you find it hard not to give god praise and thanks for what he's given you that's because you're being blinded by pride pride doesn't look at what someone's done for you pride looks at what you've done and or what you want and that's, i really need to camp out here for a while but i'm i want us to leave in a good mood today but understand that if you have a hard time well that's just not my personality sorry that doesn't fly with me don't fly with me well i'm a quiet person well didn't get out of your quietness long enough to say thank you to god for what he's done Alright? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself, okay? But it blinds us to what we already have. It's kind of like some of you this morning woke up and looked in your closet. Full of clothes that I have nothing to wear today. It blinds you to what you have. And that's part of human nature. To have something right in front of you and not see it. But that's how pride works. Pride blinds you. It blinds you to what you have. And it kills your joy and can destroy your life. I've, I've got to read this scripture. It's Romans chapter 121. Paul writes to the church in Rome. And, and, and looking back, it's, he's speak, speaking of this from a historical standpoint. But we're still, it's still affecting us today. He says this, for although they knew, this is talking about those, uh, who, the falling away from God, those, the, the, how the world started getting more and more evil. It says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile. I think of Captain Picard right now. Futile. Resistance is futile. And their foolish hearts were dark, darkened. It goes on to talk about how they gave up their natural desires for unnatural desires. Women gave up desires for men, for other women and even animals. Sounds like today, doesn't it? What's happened? We have, we have stopped honoring God and we've stopped being thankful for what God's done. And, we, and our thinking has become futile and we're living in darkness. This world is living in darkness. We can change that. We can change that because the opposite is true. When we glorify God and we give Him thanks, our hearts are filled with praise, which is rooted in joy. It is people who are thankful that are full of joy. So if you're not joyful today, then you might need to check your thankfulness. Now, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I know there's days we go through hard times, so I get that. But if you're not a person of joy, you have to ask yourself, why am I not a person of joy? When I look at all that God's given me, I'm recognizing all the good things of God. And, I, and man, that just prompts me to want to give Him praise. And when I do, woo, I just, my life fills with joy and gratitude to the Lord because He's a good God. He's a good Father. He's Abba. I can trust Him, He's trustworthy. See, oh, that we would be people to keep our eyes on the things that God has blessed us with and what He's done. Third principle I want to present to you is this thankfulness is expressed in action. Thankfulness is expressed in action. 136, 1 through 3. Give thanks to the Lord. Give, give thanks to the Lord for his good. His love endures forever. Verse 2. Give, again, thanks to who? To God. To the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of the lords. His love endures forever. Thanks is something that we, we give. We, we express, isn't it? Think about that. Faithful is not just a feeling or attitude, but a feeling or attitude that drives us to action. It's kind of like a man, a husband, who's, whose wife decides on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, whatever day of the week, honey, this Saturday, I'm giving you a kitchen pass. Get your hunting stuff together or get your fishing gear together. You get to go fishing or hunting all day go. Just go, sweetheart, which makes you suspicious what she's going to be doing. But that's okay. That's not part of the story. Just go. And man, he does. He loads up everything and he just says, see you, baby. I'll be back after dark, right? What, what will he be doing the next Saturday? Not fishing or hunting, right? He might not even be walking or even seeing clearly. Trust me. It may take him two weeks to get the swelling down of his eyes so he can even see his wife again no no what he ought to be doing is saying thank you sweetheart you know what what can i do to show my gratitude maybe some flowers take you out to dinner or maybe you would like to have a day off where i take care of everything and you go it's it's that that showing of gratitude is so vital that we express our gratitude the bible tells us that, that that from the heart the mouth speaks if thankfulness is really in your heart it will come out of your mouth or be expressed through some type of action. It's when we say say it and express it that it makes the difference. And add to a thankfulness without action is ineffective. Now, I'm gonna close with a story. I won't have Craig here to tell me I have two closings. There's two closings, but this is the beginning of the closing. Remember, Jesus is coming back, but he's first gonna take the church. He has two closings. Okay. Following Jesus' example here. All right. It's a story in Luke chapter 17 that we're all very familiar with. You probably said, wow, I don't know what, I don't, oh, okay, sis. It, it's, it's a story where Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem, and he travels close to the border of Samaria, and he comes to this village. And as he's in the village, there's these ten people, these ten men, who have leprosy. And if you have leprosy, you can't be in the collective of people. You, you, you live in a colony away from everybody else because leprosy was very contagious and was very deadly. So the custom was, as you cried out, unclean, unclean, to let people know that, hey, stay away from you. Well, these particular men not only just declared their uncleanliness, but they cried out for mercy to Jesus for their healing. And so Jesus, in response to their cry, says, you know what? Go show yourself to the priest which may seem odd to us, but basically when you had leprosy, there were times, whether through God's miraculous power or through just the process of, of, of biology, you could be healed of it. It would go away. And the only way that you could re-enter society and rejoin your family and have your business was you had to go to the priest and the priest would examine you and he would declare, you're right, there's no leprosy on you. Go back to your life. So on their way to present themselves to the priest out of their faith, Jesus healed them, and one of the ten men realized that he was healed. He went back to Jesus, presumably according to the Scripture, before he ever went to the priest to be declared healed, and he bowed down before Jesus, and he gave him thanks. He says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, that's a great example of something or someone showing their gratitude. That's the way we ought to do it. But the sad part of this story is the fact that there were ten people who were healed, and even Jesus pointed this out. He says, "Were we're not ten cleansed? Wait a minute! I know my math. I'm the Son of God. I mean, there's only one. There was ten. Wasn't there ten of you? He says, "Where are the other nine? What happened to the other nine? And has no one has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner, Samaritan?" What Jesus is bringing to light for us is the power and the important truth that we need to express our gratitude, especially when it comes to what God has done in our lives. Question we have to ask ourselves as we examine this scripture. Were the other nine thankful? I think they were. I think they were. You can't tell me they weren't thankful because they were healed and they've given their life back. The problem is they didn't express. They probably said to each other, "Man, I'm glad we. Came. I'm thankful we came to this town today, man. Joe, I'm thankful you saw Jesus. My eyes aren't that good, but uh, but you saw him. I'm thankful. I'm thankful we cried out to him. I'm thankful he, he healed me. I'm really you know, Pastor Jay. I'm thankful he healed me. Right? Did God know they were thankful? I think. I think. I'm gonna read into this. I think they. God said, "I know your heart. I know your heart." come on church, are you getting the point where God's taking us here? I know your heart. I know what's in your mind. See, So for the, those of you who say I don't have to say it or I don't have to write it, that's not biblical. Yeah, he knows your thoughts. As uncomfortable as I am with Pastor Appreciation Sunday because the only way this church is successful is first by the power of God, then by a powerful board and staff, and then by a, a Church full of volunteers. I was told a long time ago it was important that you express it to me. I know you're thankful for me. Well, most of y'all. Some of y'all I'm not too sure about. Right? Come on. Why? Because it's got, it needs, it's something that needs to be expressed. Did God know they were thankful? Yes. He knew their heart just like He knows your heart. An attitude of thankfulness. Unless it is expressed through action is ineffective. Just the attitude alone. Just like faith without works is dead, thankfulness without action is dead. When we express our thankfulness, it changes our heart. An attitude of thankfulness is great, but only when it's expressed through action. That's why this is so important, guys. I'm doing you a favor. Don't be prideful. Husband, don't, don't tag along on your wife's car. Sorry, Keith. Apparently that's funny to your wife. I don't know if this is going to make it to the Internet for next week or not, but for those who are wondering, Keith and Patricia Campbell right now, Patricia is giggling to the high hilt right now. Keith, you get your own card, and you write out, and the very first thing on there after, yeah, come on, come on. And the very first thing after, I thank you, God, for my life is, I thank you, God, for my wife. It better be on that. And I know it's your card, because that's the way it will be written. But I'm doing you a favor. Listen to your pastor. It's like your doctor tells you to eat well, take your medication, right? Get rest. Oh, you go pay him all this money to tell you that, and then you don't do it. Do it if he tells you to. I'm not a hireling. I'm not doing this because you hired me. Hey, and I don't care if they're in junior high school, high school, or college. Come on, parents. I have never known a parent that said, you know, I, there's times I wish my kid was a little bit more grateful for what I've done. Teach them. Yeah. Trust me, when they become parents, they will fully understand. Teach them to be thankful. I'm doing you a favor. Everybody, get a card. Now, to close. It's time to close. This is the last closing, all right? I want to give you, just to, just to recap, two minutes here, 60 seconds, 120 seconds. I know math. And right now, it is sometimes. And when you're looking at the clock, and I'm looking at your eyes, and many of them are drooping, and some of y'all have actually lost a few inches while sitting in here because we've gone past lunch. You're welcome. I want to give you three I will statements that, that basically simplifies what I just said, okay? First is this. You might want to put this on your refrigerator or your mirror, your bathroom mirror, wherever you go to. And I say that because we all put reminders on our refrigerator door, you know, doctor's appointment picture of your kid just so you don't forget what they look like when they they get the when they get the driver's lights you never see them then when they move out you don't see them or hear from ever until they need something around christmas okay anyways it's funny how my oldest son reaches out right around thanksgiving with a list of things he wants for christmas anyway first statement is this i will remember that every good thing i have comes from god everything everything i will not let what i want rob me Of what I have. I will not let what I want. I won't allow what I perceive I lack. To rob me of what I have. Don't be blinded by your pride. Third final statement. I will return every blessing I have. Into praise. When it happens. The second you receive a blessing. Give God praise. Give God praise. And you know as I was thinking about this not only should we express it to god first and foremost but there may be some people and this is not listen you guys showed me all the gratitude thank you again i know it was two weeks ago but i wasn't here last week three weeks ago um, but thank you again for the cards the cards and the well wishes and the prayers thank you but there's others in this church are in your life that you need to express your gratitude to because they're gifts from God in your life. Even the ones that maybe rub you the wrong way because they tell you the truth. Will, you didn't have to look over there at Brother Bill brother, when I said that, okay? Okay. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures. Forever. Father, thank you. Again and again. And again, for showing up and showing out. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us, Lord, through the gifts, through your obedient servants today, Lord. Actually, Lord, you began speaking through a lot of us this morning through our teachers in our Sunday school classes. Thank you, God, for those that you use, that are willing to be used, God, in walking obedience to speak into our lives. Thank you. But thank you especially for the gifts and operation, Lord, and for the miracles as your spirit moved in and among us, touching and changing lives. And I thank you for this message today, Lord. It's not mine, it's yours. It's out of your word, your Bible. But thank you, God. I'm believing that it found the good ground today in the lives of your people and that God is going to produce a good fruit that remains. We all could be more thankful. Lord, we all could do do a little less grumbling, God, in life. Help us, Father. To see that all these good things in our life are from you. And Lord, because you have done these things, you're not going to stop. Because you're Abba. You're trustworthy. You're reliable. You're loving. You're a caring Father. I thank you. Now, Lord, as we prepare to leave this place, God, may we be reminded that we are salt and light. That you are sending us into a dark world. Lord, to preserve it and to reach the loss for your kingdom. May we be, may we be kingdom-minded people through this week, Lord building your kingdom for you lord reaching out to those who are hurting and lost those who are in need father compelling them to come sharing what you have done for us with each and every one lord for the offering that we're about to take as we leave thank you god for the privilege of being a part of that lord we get to give today we get to be a part of expanding the kingdom through our giving lord thank you bless god those who are faithful in their giving god And Lord, bless the gift, Lord. I thank you for it, God. I know you're going to press it down, shake it together, Lord. It's going to run over and it's going to meet all the needs, God. Not only in this building, but in this community and those that we are supporting around the world in our missions, giving God. Thank you so much. Now be with us and keep us safe until we come together again in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God praise in the house. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To God be the glory. God bless you. Don't forget your cards. There's some up front and our usher. Thank you for joining our podcast here at Bear Creek AG. Our goal is to help others know God, find freedom, discover their purpose and make a difference. Have a great week.